everybody. Today's staff is staff Kukdal, as we learned for Fushlan Fiosav Israel Menchai Michal and Allah Ben Rubba. Says the Mishnah. If you chalitza at night, what would be the problem doing it at night? Well, all all uh, judgments are supposed to start during the day. And um, this is also a judgment. How is it a judgment? Because Rashi points out that chalitza is like a din, a judgment, a law case, to go Because when she gets chalitza, then he has to give the ksuba. Of course, we learn the ksuba comes from the Yerusha, from the estate of the deceased husband, right? Because uh, otherwise, uh, if he marries her, if the other marries her, then eventually he'll give ksuba when he, when they, when their, when their marriage ends. But at this point, if he gives her chalitza, then it's over as uh, at that point, and then he has to give her the the uh, ksuba. So there's a there's a money exchange there too, and therefore it's a judgment. So the Tanakhama says He says even though even though uh, judgment is supposed to take place during the day, it's supposed to we'll see it's supposed to start during the day, but it could end at night. So if he if he did a chalitza at night, the Tanakhama says it's kosher sheira. Rabbi Lazar Rabbi says it's not. We'll see the basis of the machlokus in the Gemara. This small, let's say, he did chalitza with his left shoe, meaning his left foot. Took it off his left foot in those days. I'm not sure that the uh, they had left and right sandals or shoes. You know, I'm not sure that they were that sophisticated. But the point is, it means it's not just the shoe; it's the foot, right? So if he did it with the left shoe with the left foot, Tanakama says it's no good. So says it's kosher. So <coughs> we have two different machlokes in the Mishnah. In one case, Rebelezer apostles, in the other case. Rablazer is Mahsher. Rablazer, it's not Rablazer, Rablazer. We'll see the Gemara now. Lema what's the machlokus in the first part when the where the chalitza could be done at night or not? Tanakama says if you did at night, it's okay. Lema maybe this is machlokus. The Marsav Makshina Rivim Minigam. The Pasik says when it comes to plagues, it says, Kol Riv Nega. Any argument, any dispute, and any plague. So there's a hekish between the two. So maybe it says, Makshina, the question is, uh, and Marsav Makshin Rivim Lev, and by and by Nega it says Le'enei Dechsev Uviyom Harosbo when he shows the Nega to the coin has to be during the day. Nega could only be seen during the day, so maybe that's the question over here. Is there a hekish? Is there a juxtaposition? A connection between uh, arguments, case law cases, and this is a law case as we said because she has to get paid her tsuba if there is a valid chalitza. So Makshin and Rivim Legam is there a hekish between the two? So just like Nega could only be seen during the day by the coin, the same thing with Riv. One says, no, we don't make such, that hekish doesn't, it's not a real hekish, even though the words are next to each other, but we don't darshan as a hekish. Hekish is also a lochal sinai, so it wasn't darshan that way. So maybe that's the machlok. Because if you, if you say there's a hekish between riv and nega, then, then uh, just like nega can only be during the day, the chalitza can also only be during the day, and that's why we're blessed with pasal. The Tanakh comes as, oh, there's no such hekish. The slogan more says, that's not the basis of the machlok. Everybody agrees that it's not really a hekish over here. And if there would be a hekish, in other words, if it would be a hekish between Riva and Nega, Nega says that it can only be done during the day, right? That the coin can only see the Nega during the day. What's the halacha by cases, by law, by judgments, cases of money matters, kzela, halva, things like that, so where there's a money issue? The halacha is in Sanhedrin that you could have to start it during the day, but you can complete it at night. The verdict can be rendered at night. So if it would be a hekish between Riva and Nega, you wouldn't be able to do anything at night. You wouldn't even be able to do the verdict at night. And the halacha is that you could do the verdict at night on money matters. 
So therefore, there is no hekish over here. So clearly there's no hekish, otherwise you wouldn't be able to, to uh, render verdict, verdicts in money cases at night. What's the machlokas here between Tanakama and Rebelezer? One holds that the chalitza is like the beginning of the din and therefore it has to be done during the day. It is a din. As we said, money, money will be exchanged here. And therefore it's a din. And the question is, is it like tchilas din? That's what Rebbe says. And therefore you can't do it at night. It's like you're, it's like a new, uh, you're starting a case now. No, the case has gone on since the marriage started to his brother. This is like the, this is like the verdict over here. All you're doing is the chalitza, it's one final act. Therefore, it's like the Gemaritan, and therefore, it could even be at night, and it's a money matter. Okay, now we tell a story. We learned before that the Mishnah, the Bishnah said the Chalitza has to be done with three. Remember, we have Rabbi said it should be five, and we came out, the Rabbi retracted his opinion. Really, only need three, and we said, why do you have the extra two? For publicity. Remember, for publicity. Yeah, and at that point, you ask, remember, uh, Abram asked, well, if it's publicity, then will you have to be kosher? So we said, they don't have to be able to, unfortunately, you don't have to be able to, what's the point? We said, even um, non-professional, non-mumcha, uh, not rabbi, rabbis could also act as judges, could even be adults, as long as they can dictate, say these words, and so, you know, say the words, of and you have to, uh, base um, uh, and you have to say, kochi she has to say, you know, you have to be able to dictate the words. So true, the additional two don't have to be able to dictate the words, but as we saw, they still have to be, Full Jews, they can't be gay room, right? So there's some, they don't have to, they're really just there to add publicity to it, but they still have to be people who are kosher, at least in the sense that they are uh, the full Jews. Okay, so we said you have to have, but the halacha is you have to have three. Now we have a story like this. Rabbi Barchia Katuspa, uh, Rabbi Barchia from that city, from Katuspa, whatever, Abanubda Bamok, he, he did, he uh, supervised and ruled over a chalitza. Where they used a moke, which is simply we had the other day at the bottom, the last line of kufbezim and base, but moke, and we had it also at the top of kufbezim and base. Moke is like a felt sock, did not a shoe, uviachidi, and with one person. In other words, not three judges, but with one. Uvalailan at night. Amr Shmulsa, Shmuel says, boy, this guy thinks he's something. Kamarav Guvre, how great is this man? He said this sarcastically. Uh, how great is this man? Oh, that he, that, you know, he's such a great man that he, uh, he went ahead and did something like, like the opinion of an individual. Like, you know, he, such, he feels he has such authority that he could even de- do these things which are seemingly against Allah. You didn't have a shoe and you did it with one rabbi and did it at night. So the Shmuel said that. So the Morris says, well, I understand. Uh, my cash, what's the big difficulty over here? They did like an emoke, stomatani. If you talk about a felt sock, it was a stom case. There was a stom brysa. The brysa at the bottom of Basin Bays that we learned the other day said that if you use a, uh, a minnow that was a, a shoe that was um, torn, but it covered most of the foot, or it was a, a sandal that was uh, broken, but it uh, still covered most of the foot, if it was out of cork or out of, uh, um, out of bass, uh, out of uh, tree fibers, or, or even with a, you use the, the stump of an amputee, Right, the, the prosthetic foot, or felt, or other these other things, it's kosher. So, in other words, as we said, what Morris said yesterday, didn't we have to be? We learned from a pasuk, it has to be made out of out of leather, right? So we said on yesterday's staff, okay, this is this is a dissenting opinion that it doesn't have to be made out of leather, or maybe it's speaking about where the this prosthetic foot was covered with leather, leather, 
It was a prosthetic foot. We talking about it was covered with leather. Two different opinions. But you see, there's a possibility there's another opinion that no, that's we, the main opinion we saw is supposed to be on a leather shoe. Another opinion doesn't have to be leather, it could even be wood. After all, the Mishnah said that. As we said in yesterday's Gemara, the Mishnah said it was made out of out of uh, out of wood. Uh, made out of wood, small etc. So if it was left foot, but it was on his right, it was left shoe, but it was his right foot, it's kosher. It's got to be on the right foot, as we're talk, that we'll talk about the last part of this mission about if it's on the right foot or not. But um, but you see over here that uh, the felt sock was even uh, stam brisa. Not who says that's an opinion of an individual. That it's a shintas yachid, that it's only one person holds that way. So he mokes tamatanya. Eli also stamatanya. Our mission just said, Tanakama says, if he did it at night, it's okay, because he considers that to be the Gemar din. Okay, so why do you say it's an opinion of an individual? Eli Yechidi The problem was that it's an individual's opinion. Why is that? Because Yechidi, how can you do a story with, how can you do it? Eli Yechidi Kabashi, how do you do it with one rabbi? With one judge, basically, with my, one supervisor, uh, how could that be? This that we say that you could do it with one person—that's what our mission said. We saw three and five, etc. Right? We nobody said you could do it with one. No, there is an opinion like that. We're going to see that, but it's an opinion. Of, it's an opinion of one rabbi, Rabbi Kiva. So the next mission on the base, we're going to see this today, Hashem. If you did chalitza, you said you have to have three people, right? Three people you need for chalitza, three ju- a three-judge court for chalitza. Let's say you did it with two, two only two people. Or you did it with three, but one of them was found to be a relative or uh, or disqualified for some other reason that he's not a valid judge. Chalitza, it's no good. They say it's okay with two also, but we don't hold that way. There was a story. There was a guy who did it just privately, gave a chalitza in jail. Obama myself for Rabbi Kiva, the Gemara is going to explain later on that Rabbi Kiva was in jail. He saw it. He was the individual. The Echshin was Machshrit. Now, there's only Rabbi Kiva says one person could do it. The Bach takes out the next line. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Nachman, But either way, the Loch is not like the Loch is not like those two two rabbis who say you could do it with even two. And only Rabbi Kiva said you could do it with one. Now, this is the problem. He says he paskin like like he paskin you could do it with the that he did it with felt. He did a ma'isa, but he didn't use he didn't use a rather proper shoe. He used a felt sock. And he did it at night, and he did it with one person, one rabbi alone. Okay, the felt sock I can understand. He said the lila I can understand. There's a bright. That's our Mishnah, but he did it with in front of one rabbi. Who says that? There's only one person who says that. That's Rabbi Kiva. He's the only one who holds that way that you can do it with one rabbi. So that's why he said this wasn't such a great thing. He boy said he could say that all three things were said by one person. The Tanya Rishmo Rabbi in other words, it was all said by one person because, yes, it could be that the Mok and the Lyles agreed by other people, but he saw Bishma ben Elisha who did Chalitza with a felt sock with one rabbi and at night. In other words, when he said, I, how, when Shmuel said, how great is Muslim said, he did like one person, like he went like the sheet of a yach, and he meant like this for Bishma ben Elisha who also did uh, Chalitza in other words, Rabba Barchia, because it's fall also the Chilis like the Rishma ben Elisha, who did it with a felt sock, like an, with one rabbi, and at night. And the, the felt sock and the, and the nighttime, we can understand. They're, it's Stam Brais and Stam Mishnah. But Yechidi, that he did it with one person, that only goes like Rabbi Kiva, we don't hold that way. Okay, so when the Mishnah said the small Chilis, if he did it on the, with the left foot, it's no good, right? Rabbi Lazar was Machshir. 
What's the reason why the Rabbanim say if you did it with the left foot, it's not good? Amrula, Yafina Regula says, and it says Regal by Mitzorah. By Mitzorah says, Regal Hayyaman is the right foot. Malon Diamin, just like there is the right one. Akandiman, it's got to be the right foot. If you did it with the left foot, it's no good. Rabbalazar, who says that it's okay, Lo Yolafra, he doesn't know Regal Mitzorah. What do you mean? He doesn't learn out this business of regular Mitzorah. You know, a slave, a Jewish slave, who's slave for six, six years. And then what happens? He decides he wants to stay on, right? What do they do? They take his, they take him to the door, right? And they bore a hole in his right ear. And with that, that makes him a, an evit for until Yovel, right? You know, the doesn't have Adelis, right? So he, they, they bore a hole. How do you know that's got to be in the right ear, not the left ear? I'm the Ritzi issue, but Ozan is not in the right in the right ear. Never kind of says Ozan here, but then along Ozan it says Ozan by Mitzorah. Remember, he says he put the Shem and I'll bowen Yada Yamanis, I'll bowen Ragla Yamanis, I'll bowen Ozan Yamanis. He's got the Shem on this always on his on his right ear, on his right hand, on his right thumb, on his right toe. Never along Ozan Ma Lahol and Yamin, just like over there by Mitzorah, it's the right ear. Afkan Yamin. So you see, Rebbe Lezer holds this. Right, Reb Lezer says. Reb Lezer says that you know you learn from Mitzora, it's got to be the right ear, just like there has to be the right ear. So the Chari also the same thing. You should say the same thing here that you learn out from Mitzora that it's got to be the right foot when it comes to chalitza. I mean, so let's turn it around. You're right. Reb Lezer clearly holds that you learn from Mitzora that the limbs that we're talking about be the right one, just like by Mitzora, it's the right ear and the right foot and the right hand. So presumably chalitza also has to be the right one. Let's change it around. Rabam no, don't turn around. Ozan, Ozan Mufni. This that he learns out that when you bore the hole in the Evet's ear, it's got to be the right one. That's okay because the word Ozan there is extra. Why? Because by Matsori brings down it, it says Ozan there twice, right? Uh, by boring, it says there twice. So therefore, there's an extra, there's an extra, it's it's extra to learn out this Zerashava. It says there's an extra Ozan by. Uh, Ritzia by the Evet, and therefore you can learn it out from Mitzora. Mitzora it's extra, and there it's extra. You, you can learn that out. Oh, but over here, regal, regal, low mufti. But regal, it's not mufti. There's not an extra regal over here that it does. It's a low mufti. Mishnei sudden elamit sadecha the Mitzora. By Mitzora, it's it's extra because we're talking about the right one anyway. So we know it's, it's it says several times there. Al bechalitza lo bechalitza. It's not extra. It says it says that she bechotzanalo meal raglo just as regal once. There's no extra regal to teach you. And if you don't have an extra one in each case, you don't learn the Zerushava according to Rabbi Lezer. Um, so Rabbi Malolum, you could learn out boring of the Evet's ear. That's extra because there's an extra Ozan, so you can learn out the Zerushava from Mitzora. Regal, regal, mufti. Okay, so the mufti, my Lezer holds, okay, if it's not mufti, you could learn Zerushava, but if there's a question, you can you can uh, refute the Zerushava. So he says, v'chi mufti, my pircha. What's the question that you have over here? My pure ego. Mitzora has an extra stringency because when he's matire himself, when they're matire at the end of his uh, tzaras period, they have to dip the uh, oil. They use their cedar wood, eight eras, the of and hyssop, which he's lost in scarlet. So there's an extra stringency over there. So you can say there you have to do all that and therefore it's required there to be the right one. But over here, if it's not the right foot, even though it says Baraglo, it says Baraglo over here, right? She should take his shoe off his foot. It doesn't say the right one. We want to learn out from Mitzorah. Ah, but you can't learn it out from Mitzorah, but it says because it's the Xerashava, but it's a Xerashava that, that's, that's Mufrach, that you can refute. 
and therefore you could refute it with a question, and therefore he says that. And Rashi points out it's an important Rashi. Rashi, the last line, last lines before the Mishnah at the bottom of Rashi. Rablazer holds throughout Shas that if it's only if when you learn Xavier Shabbat, there's a word here and there's a word there. If you know, if in one place the word is extra, but in the other place it's not, it's Mufamitzarach, it's only extra here. Here it's only extra in the case of Mitzar, not in the case of, of the Khalitza. So Lamaidin, you can learn the Xavier Shabbat, but if you have a question, Mashiva, and you can refute the question. That's what we learned out from here. This is the source for that. Pardon? Person doesn't have a right here yeah. at all. Yeah. So his can't do it with the left ear? Well, in the case of, uh, in the so case. Who has ear cut off? Yeah. So he doesn't have a right ear. According to a corner of Lazar, you wouldn't be able to, so you wouldn't be able to, he can't be committed to a right ear. Let's say he has no ears. What are you going to do? Cut his nose off? You know, just like you need a right ear. Now I have to learn the parish of Evet to see. If that's not, if he doesn't, if he only has a left ear, can you do it on the left ear? I think there is such an exception. I don't recall for sure, but I think if he doesn't have a right ear, you could do it on the left ear. Maybe not, I'm not sure. But let's say he has no ears. And just to show you, okay, so what are you going to do that he has no ears? We'll talk about cases where it's an impossible situation. Maybe if there's no ears, so that's it, you can't do it. Okay, so there's other cases where we talk about a stump, right? You talk about the stump of a hand, right? That you can do the stump of a hand or something. But over here, if he has no no ears at all, what are you gonna do? You can't you can't presume you can't do you can't become an Evid for for life. If he's a, if he's an Evid Kanani and the Shane Vai took up any of his limbs, the guy goes on free, right? So, but not by an Evid Ivri. Okay, so we have two halachas learned in the Mishnah. Number one, that if you did it at night, according to the Tanakama, it's okay. Belezer says you can't do it. You can't do it at night, possible. The Ram Sechin is on that. Interesting, Ram Sechem is on that at, at, at night. Chalitz is no good. If you do it with the left foot, it's also puzzle, and we there either go like the Tanakama, or, and Reb Lezer disagrees because he doesn't know the Xerah Shava. But, so he would apparently hold that it's kosher. He said, not apparently, he says it's kosher if you did it with the left foot. But we would go like the Tanakama, that if you do it with the left foot, it's no good. Okay, now, what does the woman do here? What are the, there's three things that a woman does when she does Chalitz. But besides complaining, right? Complaining that he doesn't want to marry her. She recites the verses. She says, Me'ain, me'ain, uh, me'ain She comes to the rabbis and she says, um, That's Pasuk Zion in Parakhafe. And then, you know, they debate it. They call, they call him in and they see the First, encourage him, but if they see it doesn't work, as we saw, they give advice. We'll see that later in the Mishnah. And uh, then she, Aeneas uh, Kadim, she comes to in front of them and she removes the shoe and she spits in front of him, not at him, spits in front of him. And she says, Another Pasekachi There's three things she has to do recite Sukkim, take off his shoe, and spit. Those are the three things she has to do, do Chalitza. Now, are all three required, or is it enough if she just does one of them? So the Gemara, and this is what the mission is going to discuss on the first part of the mission. Let's say she removed the shoe and she spit. Avalokar, but she didn't read the psukim. Everybody agrees that's okay. The psukim are not ma'akim. She didn't read it. It's just still a chalitza. Karabarak, let's say she read the psukim and she spit. Avalokhalza. She didn't chalitza. Chalitza. So obviously we call it chalitza, removing of the shoe. That's the main thing. He didn't do chalitza. If he didn't remove the shoe, that's not good at all. Okay, chalitza psukim. Chalitza vakara avalokar. Let's say she did the chalitza and she read the pasuk. 
She read the psukim. She read the verses that she's supposed to read, but she didn't spit. How important is the spitting? So Rabbi Lazar Mechalitza says, no good. Rabbi Lazar holds, you have to have at least chalitza. You have to remove the shoe and spitting. Again, if she didn't read the psukim, everybody agrees that's not ma'akam. That's not indispensable. Okay, maybe, 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 but even if they read it for her, you know, they said, say after me, you know, maybe. Okay, maybe that's reason she has to be able to, but it's not, they were illiterate, so whatever, whatever the reason is, is if she didn't read the psukim, it's okay. She has to do both the removal of the shoe and, and the spitting. If, if it's okay, if she removed the shoe and she read the psukim, even if she didn't spit, it's okay, it's kosher. We'll talk more about Rabbi Kiva and the Gemara. Says Rabbi Kiva Shita. What do you mean? It says, how can you say that if she doesn't do the spitting, it's okay? It says, anything that involves an action. Reading, reading the words is not an action, but spitting is an action. Removing the shoe is an action. Anything that's that's a ma'asa, that's an action. Ma'akab is indispensable. It's, requ- it's a requirement. You can't get away without it. Amalei Rebekiva, Misham Rai, you bring your proof from there. Kocheseli ish. It says not just kocheyasa. You said kocheyasa. Whatever is, anything that has to be done with an action, she must do. Mashma kocha. Kocha is usually a, uh, shows that it's indispensable, that it's required. But it's only kocheseli ish. She does it to the man. Kodo shows my fish. Anything she does to the man. Removing a shoe is something she's doing to the man. The spinning, she's not doing to the man. She's just spinning in, in front of him, in front of the besom. So it just spits. So uh, doesn't say it. So so maybe the spitting spitting is not required. And he says anything. This is how we done to the man. What does she do to the man? She removes his shoe. So you have this machlot between Rebekiv and Rabblazer. Rabblazer, the spitting was required. Rabbi it's not required. Okay, that's one mission. Now we have like another mission. Another hacherish shenechlets. Let's say hacherish. Um, right, you have uh, a, a man. Reuben dies, and he left. He left two brothers, Shimon and Levi. Shimon is deaf. And when we say deaf in the Gemara, deaf always means deaf and dumb. And we are considered to be limited intelligence, that he's, that he's retarded. That not, not today what we know a person could be deaf and he could be a genius. Uh, or a person could be deaf and dumb today we know to be a genius. But in the, in the, in the Mishnah, when it says which means somebody presumed who has limited, limited uh, intellectual capacity. So Cherish Shenechlats, that he did Chalitza, or means Chalitza was done to him. Or she was deaf and she was deaf and dumb and chalza. Or chalitza like she did it with a, a child who's not bar mitzvah. The boy's not bar mitzvah. The young not mitzvah. it's no good. And as we'll see, the Gemara is going to say. Rashi says it also here that whenever we say chalitza subsula, right, it means that she's she's puzzled now. To, she can't do yibum anymore to the brothers, but it's not a good enough chalitza because they're considered. Their diminished capacity, diminished intellectual capacity to do chalitza, you have to be able to have, you have to have uh, a full faculties, meaning you have to be barmas, you have to be a gadol. When it comes to even, we learned before that even a 10-year-old to perform, let's say the brother, the brother, brother died and he left one brother, he's 10 years old. 10-year-old can also do bia, right? And he does that, he's, it's a good marriage because he, he can't marry on her own. A 10-year-old cannot be Makadash and Isha, but over here, where there's a zikim and a Torah, if he performs the yibam, it's yibam. But chalitzi, he can't do because he's not bar mitzvah. So here we see acherish nechz, acherish lalza, v'chol zlekan chitzas b'sula, right? However, however, what is what does it mean? It's that it ruins him or ruins her for. It's possible in the sense that um, she's not 
departed from the, she that does she's not free to marry based on that, right? And, and therefore, what what can they not take on El Biyibum? Rashi says Psula. So what do you do in a case like that? You can't do chalitza. The only the only option is is for him to marry her. That's all you could do. For example, let's say a man marries a woman, uh, or let's say the father married her up when she was three years old. So you didn't need her consent. And now it's a full marriage menatora. Now the guy dies, the husband dies. You can't give her chalitza. She's a cheresh. What do you do? The only option is to marry her. To marry her. They can marry her. He can marry her. And then he can give her a divorce because it's a marriage to Raisa because it's Yibam. So the Yibam is he could divorce her afterwards, but he can't um, in those days when you could give Khalid, when you give, get, get uh, without her consent. But the, there's there's difficult cases. What's that, what happens if he's a Cherish? Rashi says over here, the Cherish that get Khalidza, it's it's possible. And therefore, Rashi says, Rashi says over here, if Mokamach, the potra psula, cherish psula potra, the mokam ach kosher. If there's another brother, he should do chalitza. It doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't, um, that doesn't release her. In fact, if he's the only brother and it was a marriage minatora and the only brother is a, is, is a cherish, we'll talk about that later on. There's no option. He can marry her, but he can't give her chalitza. She'd be stuck. She'd have to marry him or be stuck forever. It's a complicated case. We'll talk about that more later on. Okay, now this is the mission we mentioned on Amadal from the Gemara. Let's say the chalitza was not done with three proper judges. Three proper judges, we said, could he even, even um, commoners, right? Even idiotas, as long as they can dictate the words. But you didn't have three, you only had two. Or three, but one of them was found to be unfit. Chalitza, subsu, it's no good. One guy did it between them alone, just him and her in the, in the jail. It sounds like there was nobody there. We'll talk about Nigmar. The Gemara is going to say that Rabbi Kiva was actually there. He was the only, he was the judge, and he was machshur with one. So Rabbi Kiva, as you said, is a shitas yachur. We don't hold that way. We only need three. Okay, we'll talk more about this. So different parts to the Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah, though, talked about the three actions that she has to do. We said, well, the words saying reciting the words is not really an action. She has to read the words. She has to spit, and she has to do chalitza. We'll see later on if the order is important. But, but the first words that she says is, she comes to the court, she says, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to uh, give me Yibam. Then the court deal, deals with the whole thing. And it says, And then it says, after, after they agree that this marriage can't go forward, she removes the shoe from his foot. We said it means the right foot, the right foot. And we said the left foot is no good, right? You learn how regal from it, Sora. Uh, the Yark of Afonim. So it says, and, and then afterwards, she says, says So there's one recital before she, she before she removes the shoe and spits. Then she removes the shoe. Then she spits. And then she says another recital afterwards. Now we're going to talk about that. Amar Rava. Everybody agrees in the Mishnah that she did chalitza and spitting. She removed the shoe and spit. The Kriya is not ma'akit, right? It, it, it's not indispensable. It's not, it's not required. This is what Rabbah says. Therefore, let's say he is dumb. As you can hear, but he's, he can't speak. Or she's okay because the recital is not required. So therefore, you could even do chalitza with somebody who's an ilim and illness. And we're assuming over here now also that they're also limited capacity. Okay, that's what Rabbah says. Sigmar says, no. 
Knan, our mission just said, Cherish and Echlitz, Cherish and Cholza, but let's not a Why is a Cherish no good? My time, a lot of mission, because they're, they can't hear, they're deaf and dumb, presumably, and they can't read. So, so this one also, the Elam Elmas, the people, the ones who are d- uh, dumb, they also can't read. So it should be no good. Why do you say that if Kriya is not Ma'akiv, if reading is not Ma'akiv, therefore, if they can't read, it's okay. It says on a Mishnah, the Cheresh is no good. Why? Presumably because he can't read the Torahs. No, you say the reason why a Cheresh is no good is because they're limited intellectual capacity because they are retarded. That's why they can't do it. So so a dumb person was also considered to be retarded. Rav says, no, they are bright. They are regular intelligence. They're limited. For some reason, it's like their mouth hurts. It's like they have a sewed up mouth. They can't speak, but they're not, they're not of limited intelligence. Okay, that's what Rav answered. Therefore, they, 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 they have full faculties. They just can't speak. They just can't speak. And therefore, since recital is not required, they could do chalitza. But in the school of Rabbiana, they said, the reason why Cherish is no good is because he can't say the words and she can't say the words. In other words, he has to also say the words, right? He also to say the words in there. He has to say, I don't want to take her. Right. No, so we said it's not required. The Kriya is not required. But but if but oh, so if it's not required, why why is that a problem? Okay, we'll talk about that. We're going to mention that, and we're going to explain it in a minute. But he said the reason why Rabbiani explained the reason why the Chayrish is no good is not because they are because they are uh, limited capacity. Rabbiani says let me shade them. He can't say the reason why Chayrish uh, and the Chayrishes are not good is because he can't say and she can't say the two recitals. So you see the problem is being able to speak. And if that's the case, an Elam and Elma also should not be able to do Chalitza. Rav said, I say it. I must be on this. The safe mission said, In other words, Rav said, the first part, we, we, we assumed that Rav was going on the Rasha. Rasha said, they said, if she did Chalitza and spitting and didn't do the Kriya, it's not Maka. Therefore, an Elam should be okay because you don't have to say the words. He said, nah, what do you mean? The reason why Cheresh and Cheresh is no good is because they can't say the words. <coughs> the same thing would apply to an Elaine. Also, because they can't say the words. So Elamai, <coughs> Rav is going on the Sefer. Cheresh and Nechatz Vachesh, Nechatz Vachatz Menachat, Nechatz Vachatz Menachat, Nechatz Vachatz Ah, wait a minute. The reason Rav Yana explained was, the reason why Cheresh is no good is because he can't say the words. So once you say that you can't say the words, therefore, an it's not that it's okay, but Rabbi is saying they're not okay because they can't say the words. But how do you jive that with the fact we just said that you don't say the words is not required? Famous thing, if a person gives 61 measures of flour, of flour for a carbon mincha, he has to put it in two vessels. Why? Because the flour is to be mixed with the oil. And they said, listen, and, and 60 can be mixed with oil properly. 61 cannot be mixed with one properly. It's too much, too much flour in the in the in the clashars to mix properly. So it says over there, but we said, what do you mean? But you don't have to mix it. You just put the oil in, you didn't mix it, it's also okay. So they said a famous line there in Kutcherman, we learn out from there to all over. If it's roy to be mixed, then it's not makav. But if it's not roy to be mixed, then it is makav, then it's indispensable. Over here we're saying this. 
if she could speak and he could speak, it's not ma'akim. As long as you did this, this removal of the shoe and the spinning, it's okay. Even if you didn't do this, the, the reading, but you have to be capable of reading. If she's not capable of reading, for example, Kherish, a person who's deaf and dumb or a person who's just dumb, can't read the words. If he's not capable of it, then it is ma'akim. And that's what we mean over here. And our mission, we say that if you didn't read it, it's okay, but you have to be capable of reading. Are not capable of reading, therefore it's a problem. You have to be capable of reading, even if you didn't do it, it's okay because you could have read it. But if you're not capable of reading, then it is a problem, and that's why they cannot do chalitza. They cannot do chalitza. They could do yibam, as we said, but they have no chalitza, and therefore we said it's a problem over here. If she is a chalitius, and it's a mid, and, and if it's a, if we'll talk about the various cases, if there's two brothers and two wives, all this case we're going to talk about later on in the Masechet, this uh, later this week or next week. Uh, we're, we're going to talk about those cases, but in a, in a simple form, if there's a marriage to Arisa over here, and she's a Hareshis now, and that's the only way to perform the is, is to do Yibam, or she's going to be stuck. You can't do Chalitza to her. And same thing if he, he's a Hareshis, he can't do Chalitza. And therefore, the only option is to get married and then divorce her. Okay, so that's what, um, but if, he, if he's a Hareshis, he can never divorce her, right? Because he's not a Bardas. So if she's if she's a chalish, pardon, he could he can't marry her on his own. But here we're talking about let's say Reuben was a regular brother, and he married this woman. He died with no children. He was a normal person, and he left a brother who was deaf and dumb. Left a brother who was deaf and dumb. He can't do chalitza. He's deaf and dumb. If he could do yibam, yibam he could do because there's some because there's a zikim and a Torah. So if he's miyab her, it's a marriage and a Torah. The only way to get rid of her now is either to kill her or him to die. Or give her again. He can't give her again. He'd be stuck with her forever. Okay, so we'll talk about those cases. Those are more complicated. Okay, now we have a story. Not exactly a story. They sent Shmuel, the father of Shmuel's father, the following halacha. Let's say all she did was she went to court and she spit. She liked the spitting part. She's angry at the guy. doesn't So she spat. Didn't do the shoe yet. She spat. All right, so it says Sharaka, what you should do now is once she spat, she has to do chalitza. Meaning she can't say, she can't say, oh, you're spitting? Okay, I will marry you now. Okay, you're, you're angry, we'll marry you now. No, 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 it doesn't, you can't do even afterwards. Yavama, Sharaka, once she spat, even though we said that according to Bakiva, spitting is not required, but if she spat, she has to do chalitza now. Meaning, like Rashi says, then if Selsalami, you can't do even anymore. Mechal, that she can't marry her brothers when they have money. Who does that go like? Who does that go like that, Shita? Elaine Rabbi Kiva goes like Kiva, listen to this. Hashemakum mitzvah. Madach when they're doing the mitzvah, he's doing chalitza. Doing the chalitza, he's supposed to do spitting. Where Rabbi Kiva say, if you didn't do, if you didn't do it, it's okay. So in the end, Hashemakum mitzvah. Dikla name of Midiyavi, I'm a murim. Like a murim, like the fatty parts of an animal. Fatty parts of an animal, you're supposed to put them on the mizbeach, burn them, and then you can eat the carbon. That's what we learn in Kachim. Let's say the fatty parts became puzzle and they got lost. If they're not here, it's not makif. So Marach, you could say like Be'imurim, they're not here, it's not Mach. Go ahead and eat the meat anyway. But if they're here, Mach, if you have the fatty parts, it's Mach, if you have to burn them before you eat it, or at the time, if you put them on the bed to, to burn them. Omar Abakiva, so you could say it's like Be'imurim, and if they're here, you have to, they're Mach, if they're not, Omar Abakiva says, still, Abakiva says, in the case of spitting, even though you're doing the Chalitza, you could do spitting, everybody can spit, it's not Mach, so Marachwa, you could say, listen, if it's here, it's Ma'akiv. Still, Rabbi Kiva says it's not Ma'akiv, right? Ma'achim Ipsla, why would he say that it's puzzle? Why would he say, in other words, he says spitting is so unimportant that even when you're doing the mitzvah and you could spit, 
you should be required to spit. But Rabbi Kiva says, nah, spitting is not so important. If you didn't spit, it's okay. So how could that possible from Emiyach? In other words, spitting is almost meaningless, as we'll see later on. Let's say he just she just read the psukim. He doesn't want to be, she didn't do the spitting, she didn't do it. That's nothing. Doesn't didn't do anything. They can even decide they can make up and get married if they do the even right now. But Rabbi Kiva says, so how can you say over here that if she spat, okay, that's it. You can't do Yibam anymore. You have to give her chalitza, right? When she spat, you can't. Rabbi Kiva says that it's not important even when she's doing the, the even when she's doing the chalitza and she could spit. If he didn't spit, it's okay. So why would he say that apostles? That's what we're assuming now, Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi El, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar, according to Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar held that if he didn't do the spitting, it's no good. Rabbi Lazar says you have to do the spitting and the chalitza. Everybody agrees that if you spat and you're chalitza, you don't have to do the kriya. You don't have to do the recital, but you have to do, according to Bikivia, according to Bikivia, you have to do chalitza and spitting. And two things, if you two things, two things, are, that two things are matter, one is not good with the other, as we'll see in this next case. Ella goes like Rebbe. Who could that go like? Who says that? If you did the spitting, that's it. You have to do chalitza now. It doesn't sound like it would be Rebbe and certainly not Rebbe Lezer, because Rebbe Lezer says, Spitting alone doesn't do anything. You have to have both, as we see in Elikrev. It goes like Rebbe. The Tanya Kipsi Atzeres, They bring the Kipsi Atzeres to two lambs, and when you when you do the Shechita, in Mekashon Lechem El B'Shechita. The only time that Mekashon Lechem that the Lechem is now holy bread, you can't take it out of the base of Megiddo, it becomes puzzle, and you're and it's capable of being eaten now. It's actually chametz, right? It's Shelechem with chametz. Okay, when are they Kaddish? Only B'Shechita. Okay, it's at Shachnul Lishma. If you did proper Shechita Lishma. Now you could eat it and you can't take it out of the base of It's It's Kachim, uh, Kachim, it's got to eat it inside. You ruin the Shechita. Let's say you did the Shechita Lishma and you did the Shechita Lishma. Rabbi says, well, it's holy in the sense that you can't take it out of the base of but it's not it's not much to be you can't eat it. It's a puzzle if it came if it went outside base Bigdash, but it's not Kurdish to that it's that it's mutter to be. That's what Rabbi says. The blazer Shimonomenos when two things are required to be moderate, you need both of them. Right? Like he says over here, you need chalitza and and rikika and spitting. You need both. So it must be goes like Rebbe. Okay, so we had this memra. That what? That if she did, uh, if she spat in front of the Bezdin, the brothers can no longer do chalitza. She's possibled them from from doing yibum. They cannot marry her anymore, and they must carry forth and do a proper chalitza. Because nobody says that spitting alone is okay, right? But if she did spitting, she, they must now carry forth and do the chalitza. You can't go back now and do yibum. That's apparently what he meant to say. That but we said it doesn't go like Rakiva's. Now the Gemara says that here's a little bit different according to the Bach. Yeah. What happens if she just spits and it's possible, right? Right. No, if she just spits, right, right. If she just spits, yeah. And what happens then if the whole thing finished? Can they do it over again? If what? They start the whole no, thing. No, no, no. No, no, no. Once she spat, as we'll see, once she spat, we're saying now she can no longer build Yibam and you have to do Khalitza. She's not free to marry. Because it's a chalitza psul, she's not free to marry anybody, but yet she can't form even. She's she's also to marry her brother, the brothers. So you do the chalitza. You chalitza. You didn't do chalitza yet. You have to do the chalitza. You know, there's no. You don't have to do the rikika again. You don't have to spit again. As we'll see the order. The order. If you did the spinning before the chalitza, that's okay. We'll see that tomorrow. We'll talk about that tomorrow. If that's okay. that's okay.
But now the Gemara says, okay, you said it can't go according to Rebekiva. Ulu Rebekiva, the gear says, Ulu Rebekiva, Rekika lo pasla. You're saying that according to Rebekiva, it says Rekika is not such a requirement. Rekika alone doesn't do what he does in Rana. By the time we learn, Chalza below Rekika, the Bryce says this, let's say you did Chalitza below Rekika below Kara. Our mission says if you did Chalitza, you did Chalitza of Rekika, that's good enough, right? Um, let's say Kara of Rekika, you did Chalitza, that's not good enough. Chalza of Kara, and you didn't, if you did two, and all, our mission gave a case where you did two out of three. So if you did if you did two out of three, Chaltza Bakara, Velorakika, Rablezer says it's possible. Bakiva says it's okay, but he's talking about you did two. What about we only did one? Chaltza, the only Chalitza, the bride says, Velokaraka, Velokara, and you didn't spit and she didn't read the recital. Chalitza Kshera says it's okay. Rakaka, she only spat, Velokhotza Velokara, she only spat out Sasha, did Chalitza, Sula. All right, that's what we seem to say now also. Let's say she just read the psukim. She didn't do it. She didn't spit. She didn't take any action. There's nothing here at all. Now, as we said, means what? That it's no good, but she can't marry the brothers. You just, you need a, you, you need a proper chalitza in order to free her to marry the shuk. means there's nothing here at all. All she read is psukim. You can read psukim all day. It doesn't mean anything. You're a, you're a psukim zuger, but it didn't do anything. They could still marry her. Now, who does that go like? Here it sounds as a Rebbe Leezer. In our Mishnah, yeah, in our Mishnah, it's really Rebbe Leezer. So that would mean that the first Mishnah we learned today is Rebbe Leezer. The second Mishnah we talk about is Rebbe Leezer. It's Rebbe Leezer who says that you need, um, uh, right, it's, here's Rebbe Leezer of Shimon Omer and Kodesh, but it was Rabbi Leezer who said that you need both, that you need both spitting and, and um, chalisa. You can't do, without spitting, it's no good. So how could our Mishnah say, when you say over here, cholz of a low rakako, of a low karach, chalitza that can't be Rabbi Leezer. Even Rabbi Leezer, cholz of a low rakako, of a karach, chalitza sekshera, from Rabbi Leezer, kachli yestelish, davar shu ma'isa ma'akav, anything is ma'isa ma'akav. Elab Shith goes like Rabbi Kiva, v'ktani rakako, of a low cholz of a karach, chalitza uh, so you said before, we said on the, at the bottom of this staff on Ahmed Bayes, that it doesn't, Rikiva, it doesn't make sense. Rebekiva says that uh, even though you could do something right now, you're doing the chalitza and you could spit. If you didn't, it's okay. So how could he say that uh, that that um, that spitting alone makes it pos- makes her puzzle to marry the brothers? That's what it sounded like. But here you see a brisa which says, Right, if she did chalitza and didn't spit and yet you say all she did was spit, it's a puzzle, it's puzzle, it means ruining it for the brothers, but you need another chalitza. So Laman, Laman, you say it's no good. What does that mean? marry anybody else, If all she did was spit and didn't know chalitza, obviously she couldn't marry her. She can't stand free to marry anybody in the street. El means to the brothers. So you see over here that what? That even Rabbi Kiva holds that if all she did was spit, she, it's it's a chalitza, it's puzzle, meaning she can, she's not free to marry somebody the shuk, but it's all she can't, she can't, uh, she can't marry the brothers anymore either. And you need a proper chalitza afterwards. So now the question just more ends off with Rabbi Kiva, Maishna, Rabbi Kiva, Maishna, Kriya. Why, when it comes to spitting, listen carefully, why it comes to spitting, if all she did was spit, it's puzzle, she can't marry the brothers anymore. You need a new chalitza. It's a, it's a chalitza psula, meaning she can't marry these people on the street, but she can't marry the brothers either until she gets a proper chalitza. But if all she did was read the psukim, it's nothing. It's nothing. She could even marry the brothers now. There's nothing, nothing. 
says Kriya, the Isa Bemisof. Listen to this. There's things that she reads before the actions are the removal of the shoe and the spitting. But she says before me, and she says afterwards, Kachiyasa. She, she recites things before the actions and she recites things afterwards. So Kriya, which is before and after Lo Michlefa. People won't, when people said, Oh, wait a minute, she's she did a chalich. We heard her read the Psukim, and then she's marrying the brothers. That's okay, because people will not assume that the whole process finished. As we don't want people to think that you do chalitza and then follow that up with Yibam. As we learned before, once you do chalitza, you can't marry anymore, right? So if, by reading, they won't assume that if you read and then the brothers married her, that the chalitza was done and afterwards it was Yibam. Because people know that was the, she read the first word, the words before the chalitza, not the words after. But Rekika, the Bechila, Lesel, Basofisa, when does spitting take place? Normally it takes place after the chalitza. She removes the shoe and does the spitting. So if you do Rikika alone, if you do Rikika alone, all she did was spat, right? And, and then we say it's, it's nothing and she can still marry the brothers. People will think he did chalitza and spitting and you can still marry the brothers. So that'll come out, that'll be a terrible, uh, a terrible misunderstanding. So Rikika the Bechila, because Rikika is on Bechila, so you know, she doesn't spit before the chalitza. Well, Basophis, it's only after she does the chalitza. If people see the, the spitting, somebody came to the court and they say, hey, she spit, I mean, she must have done the chalitza. And yet you allow her to marry the brothers afterwards, right? Because it wasn't a proper chalitza. People will think there was a proper chalitza and you can still marry the brothers. People will think that you're allowed to, that a, a woman who got chalitza is still allowed to marry the brothers subsequently. And we know that's not the case. So that's what Rabbi Kiva says, that if she did this, if she also did was read Sukkim, no, no harm will come of that. There's no, there's no chalitza here, and she could even marry the brothers afterwards. But if he did, if all she did was spit, and then you allow her to marry the brothers, people will think, oh, the spitting must have taken place after the chalitza. I mean, she got chalitza, she did, she did the spitting, and still you allow her to marry the brothers. That'll, that's a problem. You can't do that. So therefore, because that misunderstanding, Rabbi Kiva says, you know what? Even though I say Rakika is not required, but if she did spit, all she did was spit in front of the Besdin, um, she can't marry the brothers anymore. She still needs a proper chalitza, you need a proper chalitza to, to free her to marry anybody in the street. Everybody says, yeah, she has, the removal of the shoe is required according to everybody, even according to Rakika, it's required. But if you did, all you did was spit, it's not, it, you didn't fulfill the obligation to do the chalitza, but it ruins her enough for marrying the brothers. There's another version that we'll see tomorrow about what the, Purpose when they said they sent a Buddha Shmuel Yavamish What does that mean? Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll continue. Have a good day. Shavuot.